Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you all the glory that you deserve. We exalt you, O God. We honor you and we bless your name. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for your divine intervention in our lives, in our nations, O Father, O God, in our leaders' lives, in our families and extended families, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us, O God, to share, O Lord, your word. We pray, Father, that this word will not be stolen, O God. Father, guard it so that it will not be stolen in our hearts by the devil. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Let me take this time um, to appreciate you, each and every one of you, wherever, wherever you may be and whoever you might be, you are appreciated. I love you so much. I am Pastor Amos, the revivalist. Um, or you can call me Latter-day Preacher. Um, this is your favorite uh, podcast. Um, this is your favorite podcast. And the name of your podcast, of course, as you know it. I'm just looking at something here. Um, and the name of, of the podcast, as you know it, uh, End Time Preaching and Teachings, where we go deep in the Word of our Lord Jesus Christ, especially teaching the gospel that will lead you to Christ, that will open your eyes in these days, because we are living in the end times. We are living in the end times. As I've said, I am Pastor Amos, all the way from South Africa in the Eastern Cape, in a town called East London, under Buffalo City Metro. Yes, under Buffalo City Metro. Hope that you are well where you are hope that you are well today our message um it's it, it, it you know the theme or the topic is called the heretic teachings of men when i say you know even the word heretic you know when you look it when you look it up on the dictionary you'll find that it's it, it means that one who believes some doctrine contrary to the established faith or prevailing religion let me just say this again it is someone who believes some doctrine contrary to the established faith or prevailing religion and mostly this is done intentionally this is done intentionally by those who have ulterior motives praise god and most of the people most of the men and women that are doing this um, are men and women who are called by God. Who, who are called by God from the beginning. But for somewhere, somehow, you know, the love of the world, because they have become so invested in the world, in, in the world that we are living in, um, you know, last takeover, and, and, and now they, they, they get to a point where they, ha they, they feel like they have to distort the word. In other words, these are people who, when you say to them, let's take left, you know, where we are going, we have to take left. And they will insist on taking right. 
and say, no, I will, I will meet you there. I will take right. So we say to them, let's take the narrow road. They say, no, it's okay. You know, we'll take this road. Wherever it leads us, but we will take this one. Not the narrow road. Not the, not the one you are saying. Let, so these people are the people who insist on teaching something that is not biblical. Using the Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we're going to be looking at the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles. We're going to be reading from um, the book of Acts. From, um, is it chapter 20? Yes. Book of Acts chapter 20. Uh, from verse 28 that is where we are going to be reading from i would like to start reading from verse 26 and the bible says therefore i declare to you that i am innocent of the blood of any of you right what does the bible says it says that therefore i declare to you that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. Verse 27 says, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. This is Paul. This is Paul talking and bidding farewell to the church in Ephesia, the church, the Ephesian church in the Bible. This is when he was bidding farewell. And he was saying that you will, you will not see me after this. So you, you can imagine the way the Bible draws it. It, it was such an, an emotional moment to Paul. So Paul was saying things to them. He was saying he had to say things to them. That is why he says to them in verse 26, he says, therefore I declare to you that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. So in other words, I have come here and I only taught you the true gospel of Jesus Christ to the best of my ability. I have not taught you anything that is contrary to the word of God. Anything that is heretic, I have not taught you. So that is, he is distancing himself from misleading people. So I want us to go to verse 22 to verse 28. Um, then we will begin again yet um, to continue reading our scripture there and explaining the scripture of God by his spirit. Now, the Bible says here, yeah, this is a warning. This is our listen to what the scripture says. It says that, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Now Paul is saying, before he leaves um, the church, the Ephesian church, he's, he warns them and he says, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Meaning that he was talking specifically or more especially referring to the leaders, to the overseers, to the bishops, to the apostles, to the pastors. Praise God. All those who are put in charge of the church to be the shepherds, meaning to lead the church to Christ. Hallelujah. So he says to them, so in, 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 in a modern day, even in, that, in, in those days, 
he was talking to leaders, specifically to those who are entrusted with the souls of many believers. Now he says to them, be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Firstly, you might be called into ministry. God might release you. God might tell you to start a ministry so that you will be um, a shepherding. Praise God. Souls. Hallelujah. That does not mean that the church is yours. It does not belong to you. So, um, the very mistake that we make as pastors is to think that no, the ministries that we lead, the souls that God has entrusted in us, that they are our entity. Praise God. If we always remind ourselves that the church that I am leading right now is not mine, but it is a church of Jesus Christ. He is in charge. He is the boss. So, And he has given us guidelines of how to do this. So I must stick to those guidelines. Whether I am financially um, uh, safe or I am financially well or I am financially lacking, it does not matter. Praise God. Now, Paul is addressing, of course, as I've said before, to me he's addressing not only the church, the, 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 the efficient church, but he's addressing the whole fivefold ministry, you know, the shepherds, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers, right, of the word. Perhaps we should also ask ourselves, what is a true definition of a shepherd? What is it? What is truly expected from a shepherd? What is it that is truly expected from a shepherd? Because uh, for, just for um, a, a tiny definition of a shepherd, because a shepherd is a person who tends and rears sheep, right? A person, a shepherd is a person who tends and rears sheep. So obviously the sheep are counted, because when you you know we are in Africa, what happens sometimes? Um, shepherd people because of the of the of 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 how much they they have in terms of animals it could be um it could be cows it could be sheep it could be goats it does not matter but because of 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 how much they have praise god or how many they have they they go out even if they have a shepherd within their house, sometimes they employ people from outside, even as a son in their family. If your father has a lot of animals, then you know your duty is to, is to be a shepherd. Look after those sheep. And you know if I have, if I have 20 sheep, let me just say, or I have 50 goats. Praise God. So I expect you to look to tend to rear those goats. I expect you to take them, praise God, to, to eat, and then I expect you later to bring them home. Before they get home, before we put them where they are supposed to be, of course, we count them. If one or two is missing, then the son or the shepherd or the person entrusted with the sheep that has to be accountable. You have to be accountable for the sheep that, or the goats or the cows that are, are, are missing because 
I have entrusted them to you. You have to be responsible for them. If one is missing, you have to go and look for it. Praise God. The same way that many souls, God has entrusted us as pastors with many souls. So if one soul goes astray and God has ordained that soul to be led by you, then you will be accountable. And you will be accountable. You will be accountable for that. Right? That is why Jesus made a, 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 a parable about a wandering sheep. Look at the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 12 to 14. The Bible says in verse 12, What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? Verse 13 says, And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep that, uh, than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. Praise God. That is how we should be. That is how shepherds, that is how pastors are supposed to be. Praise God. All those souls that are entrusted to us, we must tender after them. In other words, care for them. Praise God. Feed them. Praise God. Lead them into green pastures lead them to Jesus not to us or the things of this world because we are inter- because if one goes missing praise god and he goes missing and because he has gone missing praise god he wanders off and perishes i will be uh, i will be accountable for that one soul that is why when that one soul is missing that a uh, a shepherd will leave the 99 and he will go and look for the one that is perishing. Praise God. And when he finds the one that is wandering off, he will be happier than the one that I have not wandered off, the 99. Now, verse 14 says, In the same way, our Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Praise God. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. The little ones that Jesus is talking about are the people that have been entrusted to you in your ministry. If they stay, that's good. Praise God. If you do your job as God has trusted you to do, then none of the sheep will wander off praise god and then end up perhaps perishing hallelujah if you do your job and you do it according to the manual of god according to the will and the purpose of god none of those souls will be lost none because god does not want them to perish he does not want them to wander off now pay 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 attention to this first because all the souls entrusted to you as a shepherd, you must not lose because you will be accountable for them one day. 
Now, John 21, verse 15 to 17. John 21, verse 15 to 17. The Bible says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. I want to read this again. John 21, verse 15 to 17. I'm going to read verse 15 again. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Feed them how? By the word of God. By the word. And not just the word, but the true word of God that points them to Christ, not to you, men of God, or the things of this world, the perishable things of the world of this world that many pastors like to do. People have so much faith in things rather than God because they have been taught so. And such things are heretic because they are contrary to the true teaching of God. Such teachings that take people away from God and lead them into things, they are heretic. Such teachings are heretic. Such teachings are demonic because they mislead people, because they take people far away from the will and the purpose of God. So why? Because by doing what the Lord expects from you, you are actually demonstrating the love huh? he demonstrated on the cross. Praise God. In other words, listen to what Jesus says to, to, to Peter. What he asked him. He says that, listen to what, to what he, he said when he asked him. He said, he said the Bible says he, says, he says to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes. Do you love me more than this? Because I, I would really like to believe that I love Jesus more than any of you out there. But then, if I am not feeding the sheep or the lambs that he has given me, if I am not feeding the souls, in, and if I'm not tendering, caring for the, for the souls that he has given me, for the people that he has ordained for me to feed by the word of God, to lead them to him. If I fail in that department, then I have failed my commission that I have failed, praise God, in the sight of God to do what the Lord has called me to do. Therefore, that will not demonstrate or exhibit love. But that will demonstrate and exhibit disobedience and rebelliousness. Praise God. If I do anything contrary to what God has trusted me to do, 
if i teach people anything that is contrary to the word of god i am being demonic i am being heretic and that is a total and honest disobedience in the sight of god praise god therefore i have failed my duty and i have failed my calling and i have failed the almighty god who has entrusted me with so many souls to lead them not to hell but to heaven aya basanda my father my god the bible says he says feed them feed them by the word of god though we are expected to demonstrate love because when we do this we are demonstrating love the same love that jesus demonstrated on the cross by dying for us for people who did not deserve mercy but jesus demonstrated love anyway because if we don't do these things that the lord asks us to do the bible says in james chapter 3 verse 1 Not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly the judgment that will come upon those that God has entrusted with souls with souls with souls of human beings because God there are people that God he has preordained and called and and god has 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 ordained and 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 purposed that these people will hear his voice that these people will hear his word that these people will believe and god through his will and purpose he said these people will be saved because when they hear my word being preached they will believe praise god then we have such pastors or preachers of the word who come and distort the holy word of god by doing so leading people to destruction then we see a lot of people in our churches today in this generation that people who trust pastors more than they trust god people who have so faith who have so much faith in things in cars in money in houses in everything else but not god we have such people why because they have been taught they have been taught that way the teaching that they got from where they come from has led them into believing intangible things so the bible says that you know your your treasure is where your heart is if your heart is invested in the things of this world that is where your treasure is you cannot partake and become a her of the heavenly things when your heart is invested in the earthly things praise god that is why it is so important to 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 to, to be a believer who studies and meditate upon the world upon the word of god for himself such believer is 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 able to discern if 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 the word that is being preached on any pulpit comes from god or not now we as pastors men of god servants of god not many the bible says in james the bible says in james 3:1 hallelujah glory to jesus 
The Bible says in James 3.1, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Because much has been given to us, so much will be demanded or expected of us. That is why we will be judged more harshly. Believe you me, every preacher that you know will account one day. We will all account one day. So verse 29 says, as we continue with the scripture in the book of Acts. Verse 29 says, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in you and will not spare the flock. Remember what Jesus said to Simon Peter. He asked Simon, do you love me? And Peter said, he asked, he asked him many times, about three times, do you love me? And then he kept on saying, Jesus kept on saying, feed my flock. But Paul is saying to the church, to the efficient church in the book of Acts, he's saying that I know after I, I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Praise God. In other words, he is saying, after I leave here, what the Bible talks about in John 10, in John 10, 10 will happen here. The devil will come to kill, to destroy, to steal in this church. I know this by the Spirit of God. I know this will take place. He does not say maybe. He says, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Praise God. So, so wolves, in other words, are false teachers and false prophets who, instead of feeding and tendering to the flock, they ravage the flock, rid them off of their heart and their money. One of the most effective ways the devil uses to deceive men is the distortion of the word. That is why Paul says in verse 30, even from your own number of men will arise, even from you, even from your own number of men will arise and distort the truth in order to throw away disciples after them. That is why the Bible says, you know, in the latter days, praise God, people will not stand the true doctrine of Jesus, the true teaching of Jesus Christ. They will seek after themselves uh, 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 preachers, you know, men of God who will preach what, what they are itching ears want to hear. That is why you see so many mega churches and you listen to the message in some of those mega churches and the message is heretic, is contrary to the true doctrine. It is a message that teaches them faith, but faith in things. It is a message that does not point them to Jesus, but point them to the man of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So you ought to be very wise you cannot be wise, you cannot discern if you lack the true knowledge because the knowledge of God is found in the scriptures. Read, meditate the word of God. 
for read and meditate upon the word of God for yourself for yourself when you do that the spirit of 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 the spirit of discernment and the spirit of wisdom will automatically be activated so that you will not be misled so that you will not be deceived by these men who are wearing expensive suits who act like they know what they're talking about right so let me relay a story here as we're talking about the teaching of men um early you know it was last year not sure um i came across you know a book uh, it was written by a certain pastor and um, as I, i'm a person who loves to read um in one of the pages he talked about the issue of baptism and 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 his doctrine and his doctrine now that i know um it was several years ago maybe three to two years ago and his doctrine was far from the truth but at the time i believed him and i believed that story for a while have you read the story of Nicodemus in the Bible in John 3 let me just read it for you we will begin at verse 2 to 5 the bible says in John 3 2 to 5 he came to jesus at night that is nicodemus he came to jesus at night and said rabbi we know that you are a teacher who has come from god we know that you are a teacher who has come from god for one could perform for no one could perform signs you are doing if god were not with him but jesus says to him when he replies in verse 3 jesus replied very truly i tell you no one can see the kingdom of god unless they are born again verse 4 says how can someone and now how can someone be born again when they are old nicodemus asked how can someone be born again when they, when they are old surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born now jesus answered in verse 5 and said very truly i tell you no one can enter the kingdom of god unless they are born of water and the spirit and the man began to explain what this scripture says and i was reading this in, in a certain book and the man says that the first um he said that the first birth or the birth of of the water he says that the birth of the water because jesus says that unless they are born of water and the spirit and the, and the man began to explain this and say that the birth of the water is 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 is, is, is when you came out of your mother's womb and he said that you know when a woman is pregnant when a woman is about to give birth and 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 the water will burst and then he says that jesus was talking about that praise god and i believed that then he said that the, being born again the second birth now is is the birth of the spirit and i and 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 i believed that for a while praise god i believed that for a while because to in other words the man was saying that because uh the birth because what happened on the cross is that 
Because when you talk about baptism, let me just explain it like that. You know, John the Baptist was baptizing people by water. But he, there's, a, there's a verse where he quoted, and this man quoted the same verse, where he said that, I baptize you with water, but the one that will come after me will baptize you with, with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. And then he said that, you know, since Jesus died, praise God, on the cross and he was resurrected there was no longer a need because baptism of water was before the new covenant so it was something that was done in the old covenant now that we are in the new covenant there's no need for baptism of water only baptism of the holy spirit that made sense to me until one day as me and my wife were praying the holy spirit spoke and said to me go take your family go to the beach baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then I knew that man, what, 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 his teaching on that book was heretic. It was not biblical. From that day, I said, I am not going to listen to any man. Whatever any man says that is not written in the word of God is his opinion. Again, I heard a certain man of God talking about the Holy Communion saying in he, in this covenant it is no longer necessary he said that after jesus died holy communion became irrelevant because his body was the bread and his blood was the wine literally so what he did with his disciples before his crucifixion was a shadow of what took place on the cross again this to me made sense and a lot of sense until the day the Holy Spirit began to take to talk to me. And the Holy Spirit said, talk, talk to me and my wife. The Holy Spirit said that, make sure that from today you partake in Holy Communion. You see the teachings of men, the heretic teachings of men. That is what people do. We become so gullible when we do not when we do not read and study the word of god with understanding we begin to believe the opinions of men because these are men that are highly regarded by people and you you start to believe that whatever that man says it cannot be wrong whatever comes out of out of his mouth is biblical truth but it, but you know, contrary to, to that belief, when you really listen to them and you begin and you become like a buried and, and go to the scripture to confirm what he says, if it's true, you will find out that none of the things or many of the things that he was saying there, they were just his opinion, not the true word of God. I learned the hard way. Praise God. I learned the hard way not to believe everything that pastors preach. Whatever that seems to make sense, most of the times, is it is it, it carries no sense at all. It's basically nonsense. That is why we have the Bible. So that we can go there, read the Bible for ourselves, praise God, so that God will begin to show us his true word instead of opinions of men, instead of opinions of men heretic teachings of men demonic teachings of men that are meant to take us away from the true word of god 
hallelujah, that are meant to take us away from the true word of God. I hope you are learning from my lessons because laziness in studying and meditating on the word of God made us to be victims of doctrinal error. I was once a victim. Praise God. I was once a victim. I have read these, these, these scriptures before I heard this man preach. I read them. I thought that I understood them, but I didn't. Praise God. I didn't. So the pastors or so-called spiritual fathers will love so much. Also added in misleading many. Because whatever they say is regarded as, the, as, as a word that comes from God. Even their opinions are cherished and passed on to the next generation, even if those opinions are just pretext or not in line with the word of God. Mm-mm-mm. My God, 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 my God. Just before I close, just before I close, I am running out of time. You know, the Bible says in the book of Second Timothy, chapter 2 verse 15 do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth do your best to present yourself to god as one approved the one that is approved by god is the one that meditates that study and meditates upon the word of god day and night and is the one that is careful to do what the word of God says, not what men say, not what your preacher say, but do what the word of God says. Even if your preacher gives you an instruction, make sure that that instruction that he gives you is aligned with the biblical teaching or biblical doctrine. Now, a worker who does not need to be ashamed a pastor cannot be ashamed. A teacher of the word cannot be ashamed. Why? Because he is approved. After being approved, you can't be ashamed because you are correctly handling the word of truth. Praise God. Instead of teaching out of the word, you are teaching in the word of truth. Now, 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says... All scripture is God-breathed and is, use, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. 17 says that, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We must be. We must be thoroughly equipped because we are entrusted with precious things. The soul of a human being is a precious commodity to God. There is nothing to God that is more precious than his people. All those who believe, all those that are meant to be saved, they are the most precious commodity to God. And you cannot afford to mislead them. Study and meditate the word, uh, on the word of God day and night. Be careful to do what is written in the word of God, especially if you are entrusted with soul. With souls of human beings, every believer is asked to, if you are going to share the word of God with your neighbor, with people around you, make sure that you know what you are talking about. Make sure that you are approved of what you are saying, that you are equipped.
equipped for every good work. Praise God that you are equipped for every good work. May the Lord that we serve help you. May the Lord that I serve help me. Father, I thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us. Father, from now on, we will be careful to do what is right in your sight, O oh God. We will be careful, O oh God, to be the kind of servants that, O oh Lord, you approve of. We thank you, Father, for always teaching us and removing the veil that was blinding us before. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am Pastor Amos. This is your favorite podcast, End Time Teaching and Preaching. In the name of Jesus, until next time, may the good Lord help you. Bye-bye.